Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to this So You're Getting Married podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Um, well, today, I'm actually recording, not of my usual time, not early in the morning, but I'm recording way past midnight. And that's because I've fallen into the sin that a couple of us fall into every now and then. Um, after I put the kids to bed, I decided to play a few rounds of speed chess. And I only wanted to play one round, but I think I must have gone on for, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 games. And then after that, I figured I'd just watch something on Netflix, maybe 30 minutes, and then go to bed. And lo and behold, I got sucked into a very beautiful uh, movie. And uh, it was the final um, installment, I believe it's the final installment anyway, because of how it ended, um, the final installment of the uh, the movie, the one, the, um, the cheesy love movie, the one with the um, Korean chick, um, to all the guys I've loved before. So this was the final installment, Always and Forever. And I thought it was a really, really, really beautiful movie. And um, throughout most parts of the movie, I got really carried away, you know, reminiscing all the nostalgia, remembering the early days of when Patience and I first met back when we were in school in um, Aberdeen. And a lot of the, um, a lot of their relationship kind of tracks with how uh, things have been with Patience and I um, so far. And... Um, well, anyway, that was a long time ago. Dated for four years, We're currently married now, and uh, we have two kids, and it's been a beautiful, it's been a beautiful ride, and uh, so it was a wonderful movie. I think it's going to be a tearjerker for most of you. So if you haven't seen the movie, and you're a hopeless romantic, as some of us like to call ourselves, then you might want to watch it with your significant other or have a box of tissue on standby. So anyway, it was a beautiful movie. And uh, something that really got me, um, well, the soundtrack was, the soundtrack of the movie was soundtrack selection. The song selection was really tight. And um, one of the final songs that was played in the movie, I think was really, it's it's top notch. And it was by an artist called Leah Noble. Um, beginning, middle and end. And... Um, and let me just read some of the lyrics for you guys. I hope it passes across the beauty of the song. But I guess you'll have to look for it on YouTube so that you can appreciate the the beauty of the song. Or better yet, just go ahead and watch the movie. If you're on Netflix, then you should be looking for To All The Boys I've Loved Before or something like that. Um, it's a three-part series. I... So it's a movie in three parts, three installments. And uh, I watched the other two, I think, last year. And I finally got to watch uh, this one about... I finished it about 30 minutes ago. That's before I started making this recording. Okay, so now on to the lyrics of the uh, song in the first verse. I'll try and do it some justice. I don't know how to do the poetic romantic reading, but I'll give it my best shot. <clears throat> Sometimes you get what you've always been wishing for, and most times it's not on your deadline, but that's all right. 
I was worn out and jaded from trying on people to love, but you fit so well. When they ask why, I can never explain, but a symphony played when you told me your name and I took that as a sign. Will you be my beginning, my middle, my end? And, well, anyway, from then on, it's more beautiful lyrics and the song just keeps going on and on. But the part that grabbed me was when the artist started singing five years later and you're still mine. Sorry, five years later and I'm still yours. Ten years later and I'm still yours. Fifty years later and I'm still yours. And it reminds me of all the promises that we young, you know, back when we were young and in love. Of course, we are still in love, but... For those of you who are married, I'm sure you remember that stage. So the promises that we used to make back then. And it was just a beautiful song and lots of um, nostalgia. Anyway, I didn't come here to bore you guys with my own mellow drama that's going on in my life. My inability to say no to Netflix and to say no to online chess. Uh, so let's get on with the episode that we have lined up for today. Now, the reason why uh, that story came in handy or happens to be relevant this evening is because I was on Twitter um, a couple of days ago and I saw a photo I think it was um, somebody as a Questly show I'm not sure if it's one of as um, Questly's kids that's Madame due process but anyway so this lady put up a post and something about uh, Nigerian parents being hostile to young love and then all of a sudden when you hit 25 they start putting pressure on you to provide a husband and that post seemed to get a lot of engagement i thought it was really funny so i screen grabbed it and i put it up on my um whatsapp but then after a while um, as i was going on through the day it got me thinking um, are nigerian parents really hostile to young love or are they hostile to young sex for those of you who are currently um making plans to walk down the aisle, uh, maybe you might be going through some of this bewilderment because you figure, you know, you guys have decided, so you're right for each other. So your parents shouldn't give you any grief because after all, you proposed, you signaled your intent. So what's the problem? Why are they standing? Why are they resisting the path um, of love? Or even if you uh, think you found your significant other and both of you haven't gotten to that point yet, where you've, um, you know, you haven't had the proposal, you haven't spoken to your parents about your intentions and uh, things like that. I mean, these are legitimate questions that one um, could ask. So, in my own opinion, um, sometimes I wonder, are parents, are Nigerian parents really hostile to young love? Or are they hostile to young sex? Because I really think that the... Um, that those are the issues at play when we get things mixed up. That's when our parents get things really mixed up because they're being uber conservative or when we get things uh, mixed up because we are incredibly modern in our, uh, in our outlook. So it's not that your parents, that's for those of you who have found a significant other, but you haven't taken those significant steps that we culturally do in these parts, that's meeting her parents, proposing and all that. So it's not that the parents are hostile to young love. They are just hostile to young sex. And let me speak uh, things from a father's um, perspective. And no, I'm not old enough to give father's perspective in that sense because 
both my boys are still under uh, 10. But I have had some experience having to uh, navigate um, dealing with uh, patients, parents, before we got married. And they are incredible, um, really incredible um, parents-in-laws. That's um, my father-in-law, uh, Mr. Joe, and, uh, and Grandma Iwelumen. So they're really um, fantastic. And uh, the reason why that comes to mind is because um, they have one other younger daughter and uh, a few other female wards living with them. And so even though Patience and I are married and we're off and doing our own thing, living um, alone as husband and wife now, for the younger ones, there has been a little bit of tension and sometimes I've had to come in on the back end to try and see how we can, all I say, mitigate things or help usher things um, along. And not just with my in-laws, but also in within my own uh, family um, as well. So, um, yeah, so my experience with my um, my in-laws. Now, before we got married, I just assumed that they were really, really, really conservative when it came to the matter of sex. But as patients and I have spent more time together, and now we have kids, I've come to understand that, um, especially with the way that they're now, uh, how do I put it, they, they really talk openly and freely about, well, of course, not unsolicited, but they really, they're more open now about um, intimacy and matters of sex that I... Let's just say they talk about it in uh, ways that I don't, I didn't expect before marriage because I thought they were ultra uh, conservative. Um, for instance, um, you know, after the marriage and after we had our first children, also our first child, um, you know, my father-in-law would crack some jokes about, um, you know, when we would resume intimacy again. Sorry, I'm using so many euphemisms. I just don't want to risk the um, rating of the podcast. Uh, my podcast is rated clean, so I'm trying to keep the language clean. So, you know, all the jokes about when to resume intimacy and if you should. It's just something I didn't expect from a traditional old school um, Christian father. And of course, my mother-in-law also had uh, that joke after our first son was circumcised about... I mean, she just, she just, she just blurted it out. She said, oh... Now he's a man, so that means he can climb anything. And that really floored me. That got me shocked because I didn't expect that to come from the mouth of a uh, proper uh, old-time Christian mother. But anyway, so these experiences that I've had before marriage and after marriage have gotten me to understand that um, the problem that the Nigerian parent has is not with young love per se, but is with young sex, or rather, uh, the problem of um, sex outside of a marital um, context. And that begs the question, is there a problem with young sex? Is there a problem with premarital sex? These are questions that uh, we have to tackle head on, as for those of us who are currently in the process of walking down uh, the aisle, because a couple of you listening to this uh, podcast are Christians um, currently planning um, your wedding and uh, maybe some Muslims listening to it. I don't know if we have any 
free thinkers like that, in quote, in Niger. But bottom line is some of these tensions now uh, come to a head when we start um, when we start making plans to walk down the aisle. Now, is there a problem with young sex or premarital sex? Yes. In my own opinion, yes, there is a problem with it. And um, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that we can go on and on ad nauseum about. But this is the, for me, is the central crux of the matter when I've had to speak to um, uh, the young ladies um, in my family. When I say my family, I now mean my wider family. That is to include patients' family as well. And this is the point that I've always tried to um, press on. That one of the problems that um, Nigerian parents, or should I say Nigerian fathers, have with um, young love or young sex or premarital sex, whatever it is that you want to call it, is we have this innate realization that boys aren't strong enough to handle the complete and unbridled sexual submission of a woman. Um, um, how do I put it? Marriage matures you, getting kids makes you grow up, and uh, you take that step forward and then you realize that, wow, okay, at the time, I thought I was a big boy, I thought I was grown up, but really, I was just a child. And that's what I mean when I say boys. I don't mean that you're still 13 years old. I'm just saying that, yes, you might be 30 or 25 or 35 but really, in a certain sense, you are still a kid. And as you advance um, in age and in the ministry of marriage and trying to build a stable union, as the time goes on, it will make you marvel and you will realize how young you were when you started out on the journey. So you might have been old chronologically, but mentally you realize how young that you are. And I'm talking about uh, the men here. So... Um, we're just not strong enough to handle that kind of um, unbridled submission that uh, comes with the act of uh, sex when a woman offers herself fully to a man. And I think that that is part of the quarrel that comes up in um, relationships where women feel taken for granted and things like that. And the thing is just that, you know, we're young, we're kids, and... Uh, we can't handle, we just can't handle it. We're too self-centered. Um, life is still about um, us. And uh, with the kind of, um, how do I put it? Hmm, maybe I should have prepared some notes before starting this recording because this is a weighty topic. Well, anyway, let me just put it this way. As I had to tell one of my younger cousins, I just told her straight up, look, he's a boy. He can't carry you through all this. You know, you're a woman. You're going to expect a certain measure of, um, going to expect a certain measure of um, security, a certain measure of um, understanding, a certain measure of uh, safety, um, maturity. Um, you're going to expect a lot, but he's just a kid. So he might mean well. He might talk the right game. But at the end of it all, um, you only get that feeling that he's taking you uh, for granted. And the way I tried to explain to her was that even in a married, even in a marital context, there are times when our wives feel 
taken for granted, not appreciated, not listened to, not loved, not cared for. And this is even in the marital context, which should be the most safest and the most secure where a woman can um, let her guard down and give her all uh, to a man, uh, to a husband. So, uh, gosh, let me just wrap it up here and not get myself twisted into um, any knots. But the bottom line is, uh, I think that's the problem that Nigerian parents have, Nigerian fathers in particularly. So they're not hostile to your young love. So if you're out there, young and in love, you think that you found the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, um, your parents are not just burning cable unnecessarily. Your father or your uncle or whoever that significant male influence is in your life just has this nagging feeling that this guy that is hanging around is still a kid and he can't handle um, he can't handle what it is that you are about to um, lay before him. Because for, uh, well, not for all women anyway, because while I was in uni, there were some ladies for whom it's purely a transaction. And in fact, one of them told one of my neighbors, like, hey, don't get this twisted. I mean, I'm just here because I have an itch, you know, and when we're done scratching, that's it. So, yes, there are some people who it's purely a transaction, but that's not the average person that's not the average woman that's not the average guy so um love or sex whatever it is you want to call it comes with a lot of expectations and plenty of emotional baggage and the bottom line is before a young man commits to an exclusive marital uh union whether it's pledged before the church or pledged before the state, he just isn't quite old enough or mature enough yet to handle all the expectations that follow. And um, I would beg for uh, any unmarried lady listening to this podcast, a little bit of patience for we young men because it takes a little bit of time to grow. So even after you do get into the married the uh, into the marriage, into the marital context, is still going to take um, us young men quite a bit to grow up and mature. So you might not find that safe, um, secure, uh, fully protected union where you feel valued and treasured um, all the time. So uh, I guess all this stuff that I've been going on and on in a roundabout way, what I was trying to say is that... Uh, Basically, Nigerian parents aren't hostile to young love. They're just really hostile to young people going all over the place, having sex and bopping up and down without any sense of the gravity that these things come with. So let me just wrap it up there. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for listening to the sales. For, sorry. <laughs> That's the title of my other podcast. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for listening to this So You're Getting Married podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I know I promised you guys that I was going to re-record the older episodes from Spreaker, but I haven't gotten to that yet. But be that as it may, while I'm still taking time to re-record the older episodes, I will still come on here on the mic to riff on any other interesting topics that I see out there that are wedding and relationship um, oriented. So for single people who have listened to this podcast, try to watch that movie 
and get a slice of that song at the end it's really really tight and for those of us who are already married you might still be in the honeymoon phase like i am been married less than 10 years well just 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 getting close to 10 years so for those of us who are still in the honeymoon phase let's watch that movie and let's remember the throes and the passion of our early and young love and try to rekindle that let's not take our wives for granted so that's it i'll see you guys at the next episode